Hello, welcome back to the Dog Runs Podcast. My name's Archie and joining me today is Mark Lovell. Today we have a special Transfer Deadline Day special by Lucky You and we're lucky to be joined by two special guests. The first one, Daniela Vieri, the Italian football journalist. And in the second part, we're joined by Richard and Mofa, both of whom offer insight into the Morgan Whitaker bid from Lazio. And later, we'll look at potential incomings and outgoings over the next 24 hours as well. But first up is Daniela. And a quick disclaimer before we kick things off. The Matt Butcher announcement dropped just 10, 20 minutes or so after we finished recording. So just a heads up on that one. Although we do address the strong rumours linking him with a move away, it was not yet confirmed. Anyway, enjoy the pod. Chris, we've got to thank our sponsors, Spats. Who, by the way, average a score of 4.5 out of 5 on Google reviews, including comments from Darren J. Beanie. Awesome! Ashton Wagstar. Gotta set a kit from a fiber side team. Couldn't be happier with a product. Cheap and good quality. Arrived quickly. Would definitely recommend. And Ellis Welsh. Order a kit for our new six-a-side team. Brilliant. Waz. Best thing, about that, Chris, best thing about it, Chris, as well, is there's no minimum order quantity. There's no extra cost for any added design elements, and it'll be with you in four to five weeks. And they accept orders not in Jana. <laughs> they do. They do. And uh, you can go to www.3w's, by the way, for anybody who's the importance of doubt, swaz.co.uk for loads of more information. <laughs> Joining me and Mark today is Daniela Vieri, Italian sports journalist. Daniela, thank you ever so much for your time. Thank you for you calling doing? me. I'm oh, thank good. You. <laughs> yeah, we 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 call you in a panic. We call you in a panic as our star man. I was saying to you before, just off air, that he's a bit like a god to us. Morgan Whitaker has been linked to um, well, more than linked. There's been an offer yeah. from Lazio. Yeah. From Lazio. Um, to Argyle, offering apparently something in the region of 10 million euros, which for us, Daniela, is crazy, crazy, crazy money. Perhaps to start things, you can maybe give us some context to what Lazio are looking for and who they've been targeting in this transfer window thus far. Yeah. So Lazio weren't probably exactly targeting someone, I would say, in mm. this uh, winter window. But mm-hmm. if an opportunity arose then they would be ready to jump in for it, I would say. Mm-hmm. So Lazio were planning to strengthen their their squad on the wings uh, during the summer, next summer. But mm-hmm. obviously, if there is a good opportunity on the market, uh, they would look around or they are looking around and they will snap if we, if they had the opportunity. But having said that, Lazio is not a club that inve- normally invests a lot of money in players, but they mm-hmm. have an issue on the wings. They have an issue on the wings, and uh, especially going forward, I would say. So, mm-hmm. obviously, the idea was, okay, there's a player who's been doing... A- I mean, they've been linked to several players, not only to Whittaker, eh? also in the championship. So... Mm-hmm. Was it, there was a re- they, they a reje- probably they probably identified that profile as a young, talented player mm-hmm. who has mm-hmm. an opportunity to develop, who will have six months to integrate and then uh, kick in uh, fully, let's say, from the start of the next season. Yeah, That's and they've had they had a bid rejected for another championship player. Am I right thinking? Yeah, it's from Clark, apparently uh, from Sunderland, uh, similar player, I would say. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely looking for someone who's able to play on the wing because that's mm-hmm. where they will have an issue going forward because, I mean, they've got Zakani who's out injured at the moment. Uh, they've got uh, basically three, four players rotating at the moment there. They've got Zakani who's out injured at the moment. They've got Isaksen, they bought in summer from Midtjylland for around 12 millions, but he hasn't, uh, let's say, started off very well. His 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 Italian experience in the league, and right. then they've got Pedro, who's thirty six, whose contract 
runs out at the end of the season and they've got Felipe Anderson who's been dealing with some, uh, let's say, uh, nostalgic touch and uh, wish to go back home uh, mm-hmm. for a while. His contract okay. is also running out in June. So Lazio will be definitely interested in, uh, uh, this is explicitly said by the players and the, 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 the club it's, uh, itself, to extend mm-hmm. uh, Felipe Anderson's contract. I'm sure they will also extend Pedro's contract because, I mean, given the fact that he's, despite the fact that he's 36, he still performs when he's called up uh, to do, and they would probably offer him one season. So why not? He could accept mm-hmm. it. Why not? But still, they have a need on those positions. They need to add some players uh, for the near future and moving forward. Because okay. and- that's what now, sorry if I interrupt, sorry. That's okay. now is a team that play or that with whose uh, gameplay is almost based on what happens on the wings. So it's got Sari as a manager. Sari plays typical 4-3-3 formation with mm. a striker, a central striker, which is doesn't have to be a big striker. We've got Immobile, but Immobile has been very it's been injured, he's been out injured many times during the past two seasons, I would say now. They've got Castellanos. Okay, a good Argentinian striker, but I've seen better Argentinian strikers in Italy uh, mm-hmm. and that lots also in the past. But I mean, they develop quite a lot of their gameplay on the wings. So, okay. I mean, that's a position that for Sarri is definitely important. And Sarri appears to be staying at Lazio for a longer while. So, although, okay. although he's got his own differences in terms of views with the management and everything right. and demands yeah. for players and everything and complains all the time about this and that and the fact that they play on Saturday or on Sunday or early or late or whatever, mm-hmm. still is a player who I think uh, is a manager uh, who fit to Lazio and he's already said also that he might uh, consider finishing his career at Lazio. So, wow. Okay. so I, how, could I, mean... that, I could see that happening. Maurizio Sarri is obviously a name us English football fans know quite well. How has how is he doing with Lazio this season, and what would be their aims and aspirations for the rest of the season? I see they're currently seventh in the table, which is not yes. in the European places, right? No, no, they I were expecting they more. Obviously, I mean they finished mm-hmm. the second. They fi- they finished last season in second, so well they're playing Champions League this year. So you would mm-hmm. expect, if not winning the league, there's not much more than. If you finish second, the next step is winning the league, which is mm-hmm. something which is very difficult in Italy. To be honest, yeah. it's difficult everywhere. But I say for Lazio, it's uh, something probably out of reach, I would say. Mm-hmm. They lost Milinkovic Savic during the summer, who was the best player of the club alongside mm-hmm. uh, uh, Immobile in terms of importance. Immobile for the goals. Milinkovic Savic is still a, 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 a midfielder that scores 10 goals in the season and provides 10 assists. So, for a midfielder, is the yellow law. So, mm. they sold it to Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, Guendouzi arrived, but he's a completely different player. There have other, other players have come in. But, I mean, the squad is probably, in my opinion, not as strong as it was last season. Okay. Having okay. said yeah. that, Lazio started off quite uh, bad in the season. So if they that, if they buy now, Daniela, if they buy yeah. now, say that for example they increase their bid to for yeah. you know Morgan Whitaker to uh, you know what we're looking for, say it's yeah. it's probably like at least fifteen million pounds, what's that in Euros, eighteen million. Do you first question, do you see that as realistic? Do you think they could go that far or that would be too much for them? Mm. I mean, I don't think it would happen. Well, I mean, it's just my impression. Eh? So, well, I mean, the club itself said, Plymouth, I mean, said they is not for sale, they is happy. I don't think, I mean, they might come up with 18, but would Plymouth sell him for 18? This is obviously also what you read in Italy, eh? that Plymouth would be happy or intended to uh, cash in with 18 million or something or... Uh, Evaluated the, the, the players, give him a value of 18 million euros, something 15 million pounds, as you said. But 
are they not better off waiting for the yeah. summer? I That's mean, it. the player is playing well. The player is playing well. He's performing. If he carries on performing, it's not going to cost 18 next summer. It's going to cost more than that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's the point. If we, if he, um, if a player, any player we're talking about now, if there's... If they go to Lazio now, are they able to play in that Champions League uh, game no. against Bayern Munich? They're not eligible, are they? No, no. And they, they are not going to play in the league either. Eh? Don't think that if Whitaker comes to Italy, then he... Unless he's a fantastic... I mean, I honestly have to admit, I don't know Whitaker as much as I... Uh, let's say, follow the, the, the present wingers a lot. Okay? Mm-hmm. But it's a fact that you, he, he won't play past... Um, Felipe Anderson won't play his way past Felipe Anderson as far as I can tell and he won't play his way past Zakani either no way no way in my opinion no we sorry no. not at the beginning not uh, coming to a new country having to learn a language having to adapt to a complete new situation being in Rome I mean I think Plymouth and Rome do have quite a few differences somewhere and for him coming from Plymouth just a bit for him climbing to Plymouth and moving into Rome is not going to make his life particularly easy I think I mean maybe he's he's making his life better or nicer that's Mm. for sure I guess but I don't know if it's uh, if it if it's simply easy to just move around from one country to the next Mm. one so young no experience Morgan, um, Morgan's jumping in a club and then uh, yeah. being great from the off. I mean, this is very difficult. And that's that's not why Lazio will buy him. So Lazio, they're not desperate at the moment. So it's right. not that they're missing uh, a player and they need a player to uh, replace someone who's been sold. Okay. Mm. He's already struggled to live uh, and settle in a, in a foreign country because he... We signed him from uh, Swansea, which is in Wales. Yeah. So, yeah, his history of uh, playing in, in a different country <laughs> is not great. So, yeah, we okay. all want him to stay at Plymouth Argyle. And I think that yeah. the vibe is at the moment that he will mm. he will stay unless there's a an absolutely stupid Standing offer. offer. Yeah, yeah I think yeah and I think Mark the special thing about Morgan Whitaker is that he's not your average player I mean he's for us he's very good one of the best players arguably ever in our history but he's had he's been his fingers have been burnt Daniela by the football industry he's only 22 but he's had some he's been harshly dealt with by clubs and transfers you know he's had you some bad experience yeah, exactly. And he knows that. Even at the age of 22, ah. he, know, he he knows that. And he's he, I can't express enough how much he's loved by yeah. our fans. And oh, he knows that. He I likes the area. Him. And he's only been he's only been here for 12 months, albeit there was a break in the middle. So I mean, he, he's 22. He, he loves he's it. got his whole career now. He's got all his, mm. his whole career in front of him. The, I mean, mm. I've read uh, quotes from uh, the uh, director of sports from Plymouth saying, we talked to the manager, uh, we talked to the boy, we talked to his agents, uh, he's feeling well, um, mm. he doesn't want to leave the place. Uh, so he's, he's not sane, basically. Okay. Mm. So, I mean, he's got his own career in front of him. If he's feeling mm. well, if he's performing mm. well, so things go step by step. So it's no point. I mean, I, I would understand that uh, you feel somehow triggered or tickled, tickled by the idea of wow, I'm going to Rome, I'm going to play there, fantastic. <laughs> no, but it comes with a lot of it comes with a lot of stress also. It comes. I mean, I can talk for I don't know about you, Arch, but I can talk for Mark. I mean, we believe in abroad here and there. It's uh, it's not easy to move to another country, settle in. Uh, no. Uh, find your way. Obviously, I mean, he, you might be, it might be easier if you're a football player, given the fact that you play football. But football, football is a demanding uh, environment. So and Rome, uh, and Rome is about as demanding as it gets, right? In terms of a football environment, I don't know if yes. there's a city in Europe which is more demanding from fans. Yeah, yes. Look, lots of one. The two derbs that they've played against Roma this season, both uh, in Coppa Italia and in the league, and that's mm. okay. But I mean, uh, the, the Roma fans losing two derbies and the Roma players losing two derbies, they don't think they went through very nice periods there. 
Oh, and, he, really nice and as a Lazio player, are you constantly under a pressure from press and fans? Is it, is it like a 24-7 kind of scrutiny there? Somehow, so got, somehow, somehow I have the feeling that uh, Ice Roma players are more under scrutiny for some right. reason. For some okay. reason. Lazio gives me the, uh, let's say, the impression mm-hmm. of being a more closed clubs. Club okay. compared to compared to Roma, given the property, the property I mean the, the ownership, the owners, mm. the way mm. they are, the way they behave, the profile they keep. Okay, uh, this maybe takes us a bit away from what we were discussing now, but uh, just to come back to your question, Rome is a very stressful place to be even mm-hmm. if you're a football player i would say so mm. you want to be you want to be careful paul gascoigne found out that really you know we, yeah yeah mm. probably paul gascoigne came in with already with a, a <laughs> small problem or two of his own i would say but mm. uh, he, he honestly found a place which uh, probably didn't help him in that so but, I mean, we've seen we've seen that uh, many many times along the lines. Players that come to Rome and uh, don't perform as much as they could because of the life that uh, they can have off the pitch. Also, there were rumours that uh, Atalanta were interested in Morgan Whitaker before this, before the the Lazio interest was was firmed up with the official bid and everything. So okay. he's obviously. His his record this season, I mean, is yeah. I mean, um, there are there are observers and scouts uh, traveling around Europe. There's a network of that uh, working very well. If you talk Atalanta, I mean, look at Atalanta. What they've been doing in the mm. last few years, like it, it's it's incredible. The players they have scouted and uh, uh, mm. they've then sold on. Now, I mean. Uh, Last example, obviously, uh, to Manchester United. So, uh, okay. So, just to wrap up, just to wrap up, it it sounds to me what you're saying, Daniela, is that if Morgan Whitaker was to go to Lazio, was to go to Rome, he wouldn't walk into the starting eleven. He would have to wait on the bench to find his time. Definitely, right, and hundred percent. Okay, and I think so. But, I mean, yeah, he can yeah, prove yeah. me wrong. He can prove me wrong. I'm happy for him. And absolutely. If he comes and proves me wrong. But I don't think so. And it, it seems, from what you were saying, it sounds like there's a, there's a ceiling to where Lazio will go financially. They're not going to pay possibly north of 20 million euros. That's, that's No. I don't think so reach. because they don't have that much money. I mean, they do mm. have they, they do have money because, I mean, they qualify to the round of last 16 in Europe and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Champions League. So, it's a bit of money. is there, obviously. But... Mm. I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot of money, and I'm not sure if they they want to spend it in January all the money. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. as I said, they they are probably looking. Even ten millions is not is not little money. Eh? It's not peanuts. No, no, absolutely not. Because not. as you were saying think... at the very beginning, it's a lot of money for Plymouth, probably. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> when we 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 couldn't believe that we actually signed two players in the summer for a million pounds because that is totally you know uh, mm-hmm. t- that was totally out of our reach until re- very recently we were i okay. mean we didn't sign a player for a for a fee for a number of seasons and we were you know we were very happy one day when we signed a player for 15,000 pounds Nathan Blissett that that was after like four or five years of not of just surviving on free transfers and rejects okay. and yeah, yeah. injury riddled players. So yeah, when we signed, we signed two players in the summer uh, for a million pounds: Bali Mumba from uh, Norwich and Morgan Whitaker from Swansea. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're we're in dreamland. And yeah, if you'd have said at the start of the season that we'd be receiving a bid from a foreign club for ten million um, euros, we would probably have bitten your hand off for it, mm. you know? This is like, oh, yeah, 10 times your, or, you know, eight times your money. Uh, thanks very much. Yeah, where do we sign? But, you know, I think the there's a, there's a lot of factors to this, but there's a lot of fees being paid at the moment. You know, Morgan, Morgan Rogers going to 
um, Aston Villa from Middlesbrough for fifteen million pounds, and he's got he's done hardly anything stats wise and goals wise and assists wise compared to Morgan Whitaker. Another oh, yeah. player has gone gone what? to uh, yeah. Go on, Daniel. Uh, no, just one question: What would happen to Plymouth without him? Exactly. That's that's the basic I mean, fact. Uh, I think. This we is, don't, we this don't is want to an, answer that is, question. No, I mean this is another question that uh, uh, responsible people, not not the three of us. Obviously, the three of us also, if we are talking about it. But people who take decisions in the end, they will have to ask themselves. They 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 have asked themselves, what is mm-hmm. going to happen? What I mean, they go you got promoted, no? Last yeah. season, yeah. Uh, am I right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you wanna you wanna keep the uh the the league no no exactly we yeah i mean L- losing the... losing morgan now would be close to a disaster because he we uh, you, know, you can't you can't replace him with 24 hours maybe we you know the club's fantastic and really well run Daniel. so maybe they've got a plan b lined up but losing him now would be it would be it wouldn't be good i think if he went in the summer to, you know, if he went in the summer to wherever, let's say Lazio, we'd wish him all the best. And we'd hope to get more than 10 million euros for him because I think he's worth at least double that. Right, Mark? Mm, absolutely. You, you, you're talking now. This is why it's probably not a bad thing for, for Argo's perspective to have this interest, uh, an official bid from, from Lazio for a certain amount because it does indicate there is interest and maybe English clubs who are armed with more money, more television money, and that will alert them and we will get eventually get the fee that Morgan Whitaker deserves and he will he will end up playing for a re- at a really good level. Um for you know 20, 20 to twenty five million pounds probably in the summer. I yeah. wish him. I wish that. I wish him all the best. Um, one thing that I want to yeah. maybe point out uh, that there's a risk in all of this. You know, some players when they get uh, linked to big clubs and this uh, transfer doesn't materialize in the end, they tend to somehow internally regret the fact that it didn't work. I've seen it by many players. You know, so being linked to whatever team in uh, top flight, uh, and then coming from Championship or Italian Serie B or whatever, for some economical or whatever reason, the deal didn't come, uh, didn't happen. And uh, they somehow regretted and they played the second part of the season having that somehow in mind, unconsciously, yeah, probably mm-hmm. unconsciously. But that little uh, deceit. Uh, or despair, or call it whatever you want. Uh, uh, they took it along for the rest of the season. I hope this doesn't happen with him because I mean, he's honestly, he's honestly, he's honestly young. He's twenty-two. I mean, mm. I wish I was twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. I wish, that's I wish exactly what happened. Yeah, that's a great point, Daniel. That's exactly what happened with Morgan Whitaker last season because he was a Swansea player. And he was recalled by Swansea. He was on loan with us in League One, led us to the top of the table. But Swansea recalled him during the window to be sold. Yeah. Right. And he specifically did not want to do that. And it and it, you know, he was played a few times by Swansea, but his performances were you know, they were they were nothing in comparison to what he's producing now. And he's he wanted to stay at Argyle in the, in that window. And he was sort of like, you know, he was treated very badly by Swansea and he's, mm-hmm. we went to get him um, in the summer for that million pounds. And he's paying off that in spades today. And uh, mm-hmm. I think he's just, he's very happy to be at the club. Yeah. Going to take a really special offer to, to get him away. Yeah. He's, I mean, a player, if if a player is not happy, doesn't perform. Huh? No. There's no there's no chance that a player performs if he's not happy. A big, yeah. I mean, the the brain goes before the legs in football. It is a, you can run as much as you want in training, but if you're unhappy or if you're not, uh, if you don't have uh, your balance or whatever, your uh, that you're fine where you are, you won't perform. 
We are all mm-hmm. people. All those players that are paid millions of euros or pounds or whatever that run that are uh, on the cover of magazines and blah blah blah. They're all people, like me, yeah. you, and even Mark. Imagine. <laughs> so <laughs> even Mark. So no, I'm only joking. But what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. what I'm saying is, is that they're people also. So they also have feelings. If they, uh, yeah. if they don't feel comfortable, if they don't feel well, they. Yeah, exactly. And as I said before, I think. Yeah, like I said before, I think that's even more uh, relevant with Morgan after what he's been through, like Mark um, detailed what he's been through the last 12 months. Yeah, him and his partner are very, very settled in Plymouth. So I think think he apparently possibly turned down Rangers about in the last 12 months as well, which is a similar caliber of club to Lazio, albeit not playing at a similar level, but in terms of the club and its status, football heritage. um, It's so he's possibly used to that, although I imagine having a club in the Champions League and turning that down. That's some statement from Morgan. Um, so we're hoping he'll turn down I mean, the next bid as well. Yeah, at some point he will leave. Eh? If he's yeah, such yeah, a good player as uh, to attract uh, interest from Italy, from Scotland, from big clubs, at some point he will leave. He won't, mm. let's say, commit all his life to Plymouth, I guess. So this is oh, this is You're breaking my heart, Daniela. Player. You're breaking my heart. No, but you know that better than me. <laughs> yes, I'm not breaking no. anything. But I no, mean, it's... Right. Uh, Just it's not probably, in January. Not in January. Exactly. Probably this is not the right moment to do so. And if the boy is smart mm. enough to understand it, if that's the situation, then he should follow, mm. let's say, his heart and not mm. the wallet. Because yeah. the, you can empty the wallet or you can fill up the wallet in June also. It's no problem. So yep. there's plenty of money waiting for good players around. That's, that's not the point. And also opportunities. Okay. Mm. If he's good, as good as he's been performing, then he will receive also calls and attention during the summer. So people will not forget about him. It's mm. not that yeah. if he keeps performing, people will come. From what I've, yeah, that's a, another good point. But from, from what I know and what happened in the summer with, with his move from Swansea to Argyle, he's, he also has a very good agent because normally an agent, you know, if he's linked to, for example, Glasgow Rangers, there was strong interest. Whether they would have paid all the money that Swansea required, we don't know, but there was definite interest there. And a lot of agents would have just, you know, really just focused on that deal and did everything in their power to make that happen. It was different with Morgan Whitaker. He was it it was an unfortunate situation, but you know, his agent looked after him as a player and as an individual, and that's not often the case in modern no. football. So the, I think bigger the, the bigger the player, probably, the bigger the player, the more mm. it is the way you describe. Because, I mean, the bigger the player, the more money he, he moves around, the bigger the <laughs> the quantity of that money that goes mm. to, the <laughs> to the agents and everything. So, uh, mm. I mean... A player has to trust his agent also. Yeah. Because players can be extremely alone. It mm. all looks shiny, bright, nice, fantastic from the outside when you watch football on TV. But players can be definitely very much alone. Moving from here to there, being sold from today to tomorrow. Ah, oh, ah. Uh, ah, tomorrow you're playing in Spain. Huh? Okay, ciao. Go home, <laughs> do your bucks and fly to Spain. It's not easy. It's not easy. In a squad, yes, the, you can. You always hear this, oh, we are a family, we are a family. But I'm not sure that it's always like a family. Maybe if a club and if a team plays well, then it can be like a family somewhere. <laughs> but mm. I think players need to be grounded a lot at home with their wife, with their family, whatever. Also to stand the pressure that they are uh, under because I don't think it's easy. I don't think it's easy to perform all the time. And that's the last point really, isn't it, Mark? I would say that we should acknowledge that I imagine such an offer that Lazio would present Morgan would be borderline life-changing financially. And whilst we've detailed all the reasons why he's turned money down in the end, it needs acknowledging is what I would say, Mark. That the money would be it would be huge for Morgan. It must be very tempting. But what we know about Morgan and his relationship, you know, his strong relationship with Rachel, his partner, you know, his his love for the Southwest and Plymouth, his dogs, mm. you know, his, <laughs> yeah. his dogs. He's settled. So that's, an, 
yeah, he's settled in the area. It would, it's, it's, it's. You can't it's walk only... a dog around Rome, can you? Well, it's, it's. Well, there's you know, plenty of people doing it, but it's. <laughs> I'm sure it's not as nice as in Plymouth. <laughs> so no, no. At least we're walking the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Daniela. I think we'll leave it there. Thank you ever so much for your time. Uh, yeah, I you're hope. Welcome. I hope in the nicest way possible we're not speaking again in the next 24 hours, giving you more information on Morgan Whitaker and how well he'll do in Syria. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. Poss- poss- don't, call me, don't call me again this season, okay? I won't pick up the phone. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, Mark, any last words from you? No, it was great to have you uh, on again, Daniela, and I wish you all the best. And I'll come and see you soon in, in Munich and we can have that drink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Most definitely. All right, welcome back to this part. Mark is still here and joining us is Richard Amofa from The Athletic. Richard, how are you doing? Yeah, really good, thanks. Uh, how are you guys? Yeah, yeah, we're all good. Nervously biting our nails as deadline day uh, approaches. Yeah, we're not used to this, turning down bids from Lazio. It's uh, Dizzy Heights. Yeah, it was a really interesting one, wasn't it? When the bids came in on Tuesday, quite late on Tuesday, I think it did raise a few eyebrows. Um, I mean, look, our goal stance on Morgan Whitaker is that he, he's not for sale. It's been mm-hmm. like that throughout the whole window. I mean, of course, if a club came in with an astronomical fee, of course it would be looked at. But by and large, the stance is that is he's not for sale. But of course, you see a club like Lazio come in and you think, okay, maybe, maybe something could could turn here. But um, Pretty swiftly, um, it, it was turned down, mm. um, and 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 that was that. Um, you know, the, the, the player was happy at Argyle. Well, obviously, yeah. of course, it's flattering to be linked to a club in the Champions League. Um, you know, absolutely next, but you say he's happy at Argyle. Was developing well, progressing well, um, and, and 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 that was that. Pretty much, case closed. It's, it's interesting. I can't remember the last time, I'm sure it has happened, that the club, in this case, Neil Jusnip, director of football, came out and acknowledged the bid and kind of shut it down pretty publicly. Because yeah. usually Argyle, and I appreciate, obviously, there has been a bid, so it's no longer a rumour. It's There's something mm-hmm. substantial there. But they've always kind of adopted this, you know, we don't comment on, on rumours. Mm-hmm. But they've come out strong here, haven't they? Yeah, I think just because of the nature of it, you know, maybe let's say if it was uh, a team, you know, in the in the playoff places or, or in the Premier League, as you say, you probably get a you know a, a no comment or it's not for sale and and, and stuff mm. like that. And of, of course, you know, our sources we, we speak to who we speak to and people around the deal and, and try and get more information. But uh, as you say, it's it's not often that you know a, a club or in this case a director of football would come out on record to say, mm. you know, that that this is the case. So. Perhaps due to the magnitude of of the uh, of the club making the making the bid, who knows? Because sometimes, and we've seen in football, when these so called bigger clubs come in for for certain players, they do try and maybe perhaps railroad the situation. And I guess the longer rumours persist and things continue, then you know these things can snowball, can't they? So as you say, it's a pretty swift rebuttal came midday. On uh, on Tuesday, um, sorry, I said the, the bid came in late on Monday. I'm getting my days mm. mixed up, and the rebuttal came on Tuesday, mm. and so it, it put an end to it. And um, as I say, Lazio got got the message, and they, they won't be taking it forward. Yeah, Mark, you wonder where we would be sitting now had this happened three weeks ago, don't you? The fact that it's come so late in the day may be a bit of a um, saving saving grace for our girl. Or for us as fans, yeah. But you know, this this sort of money—if it is ten million euros—we would have we we would have slapped their hands off uh, a few months ago. Mm. But you know, he's in such a rich vein of form. Um, Lazio's interest and Lazio's offer that can only be good if he stays fit, of course. Come the summer, and Argo are confirmed as a championship ship club next next season and then you know the the power and the weight of the premier league money should come into play you know with new budgets you know and clubs striving 
to find that ne- next player. You're talking twenty-five million pounds minimum, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he, he may not carry on this in this uh, vein of form, but whatever happens, he's going to have an absolute stellar season. And mm-hmm. ten millions, ten millions from Lazio. It, you know, I respect Lazio as a club. They're trying to get somebody, you know, out of out of the blue, maybe at a decent price, but ten million's not going to do it. No, and it was interesting what Daniela said, wasn't it? That he didn't see Morgan. He wouldn't be a starter in his eyes. You know, he'd have a lot of time on the bench, having to work his way into Maurizio Sarri's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and possibly not. Especially what, like, like we said in part one, what Morgan's experienced in the last two years. I don't know if that's a route he'd want to go down maybe not at least not now Richard is interesting just moving on slightly we were speaking off air weren't we that the championship is seeing this kind of influx of money in terms of the transfers received in in recent recent years possibly 24 18 months or so that we're now seeing you know you kind of almost mid 20s 25 mil 22 mil for young talent from premier league sides coming in it's and it makes you think like from our perspective what can we get for morgan right Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the examples being Josh Scott from Bristol City uh, to, to Bournemouth. Um, look, we know the, the financial might of the Premier League and, you know, the extensive scouting networks are always looking for, for that next gem or for those for those next players who, if they, if they don't go for the, maybe the so-called A-listers, even B-listers, perhaps from the continent, there's a depth, depth of young players in this in the second tier, which we're seeing now. And let's say with all this money that is at the Premier League and the quality, at the end of the day, you can only have eleven players on the pitch, nineteen in the squad. So that, that that's only going to trickle down into the mm. championship. And as you say, we're seeing a we've got a situation now where the talented players are probably Premier League level, but for whatever reason, whether through relegation or, or game time or, or whatever, are playing in, in the second tier and it's, it's only making the league stronger. And as I say, it's no surprise now that we're seeing these kind of bids come in because we know they've got the quality mm. and, um, you know, and, 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 and can thrive at that level. They just need to be given the opportunity. But as you say, the, the selling clubs will know that these, the buying clubs will have their, their finances to push on to maybe a 15, 20, 25 million perhaps. Mm. So, what we're seeing now is is only going to continue. Yeah, so I guess there's real weight behind the argument that Argos should really hold out because we do have to acknowledge it for what it is. It it is incredible. It's unprecedented for Argos. People might be now shouting, oh, you're being Tim Park, but this is a club in the Champions League last 16 that have offered Mm -hmm. 10 million for one of our players. You know, unprecedented doesn't do it justice. We're simply not used to this. So, but having said that, I do feel, and following on from what you said, Richard, that we we need to hold out because I can't. Another aspect to it that complicates muddies the waters a bit. I don't think we stay up if we lose Morgan Whitaker. Twenty-one goal contributions is he's such an integral part of our squad. He's yeah, such an integral part. Exactly, and as you say, you have to look at it in that way as well. You know, maybe in the past or another club say they'll see 10 million from Lazio and, and take the money, but then not really consider, obviously they were to sell him. How can you replace him? How do you replace, mm-hmm. you know, 21 goal contributions this season? How do you replace his all round, you know, stuff which he does off the ball and, and it's just all round quality. How mm-hmm. do you replace that in, you know, 24, 48 hours? And if you don't, as you say, then the cost of relegation would outweigh all of that anyway. And uh, listen, we know looking at the championship table that the club of our golf size are doing well compared to you know the, the rich finances of, of a lot of the other clubs, many ex Premier League. So not to say they're punching above their weight, I wouldn't go that far. But in terms of where they should finish, and this is you know people in the club will, will admit this as well for where they are at the moment, are doing a fantastic job. But it's about maintaining mm-hmm. that. And if they were to lose key players and regress. It wouldn't be a disaster, but at the same time, you want to keep that upwards trajectory. And yeah. say losing Whitaker, how do you replace some of that short, short notice? You know, it'd be impossible. Mm. Yeah, I was, we were quickly discussing, weren't we, before that if we were sat here in 
12 months time, let's say, I can't imagine a world in which Morgan is with us. And that's not being particularly negative. It's to, it's, to be honest, it's how much, how highly I rate him. And it's not a slight on the club. I just think the guy's exploded, to be honest, this season. Mm. 21 goal contributions. And we're at, speaking at the end of January. Mm. And this guy, this guy has little, little championship experience before now, you know? Mm. So if he continues on this trajectory, you, sky, sky, sky's the limit, which begs the question, do you, do you think, just to cap off this little finance section, if you like, do you think we can, as fans, expect something in the mid-20s for Morgan in, in the summer if he's not gone by tomorrow? I, I mean, I, I, absolutely. I mean, the numbers speak for itself or speak for themselves, mm-hmm. I should say. I mean, even if, he, even if it wasn't that high, just his general quality... You know, you can even you could you could argue ten, fifteen million pound player just for his you know his quality and, and his output. But you know, the goals and the assists that's what's going to get you noticed, and that's what that's what's mm. going to bump up the price. Because at the end of the day, you know, football is decided in that last third business end of the pitch. Mm. You've got someone who can you know provide goals and assists. You know, as, as, as goals. You know, you can you mm. know write, note, write in, uh, an open check and, uh, and 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 get them to you know. Club can decide their price really. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, we know of what he can do, and it wouldn't be a surprise if we see a whole list of clubs looking at him in, in the summer. Yeah, I guess the only interesting thing, and I'm keen not to repeat ourselves because we spoke about it at length with Daniela, is that he's he's a unique case, isn't he? That he he might not want the move. We might be in a strange situation in the summer where Argyle get offered let's say something in the 20 million range that he might not want to go. <laughs> so it could be quite this bizarre situation, pure speculation here. Obviously I have no idea what, what will happen in six months time, but we could have that situation where I got to thinking, crikey, that's a lot of cash. But Morgan might not want to go because he's made it really, really clear that he, he loves it here. Yeah. And and listen, if, if that's the case, listen, you know, all, all deals have to work for, for all parties. Mm-hmm. And if our guard are looking at it from a case of, okay, we've consolidated in season one in the championship, how are we going to build from that? Yes, it's a, it's a big amount of money, but I think that you know, the, the club understand that there's, the, there's that balance of, you know, wanting to play good football as well. Of course, you have to look after the pennies. Mm-hmm. There was a case where the, the player did want to stay and he feels loved and he feels, you know, like he, he can be the main man and continue to be that. Even if it's for another season, then then why not? Because I mean, look, we've seen so many examples of players maybe going to bigger clubs too soon. You know, as Daniela said, you know, if he's gone to that mm. stage, that's on the bench and maybe regressed a bit. So he's consistently mm. playing, especially at his age. Mm. Game time, he's only going to get better. So we, we might have a situation where if a bid or the money maybe isn't working out, or you know, the whole the whole broader picture isn't perfect then there's there's no need for him to go because as you say he's at a mm. place where he loves, he's going to play every week they, they play to his strengths he will be the main man and as a player that's all you want to do and you, at the end of the day he's playing that you know in a top league mm. uh, it's a top league so yeah, pros and cons it's not as clear-cut as just saying well they're going to get a, a, a huge bid take the money and run because you have to look at the, the whole dynamic around it as well. Yeah. Mark, it's, and we'll, we'll finish Morgan now, but one last thing, it, what feels, what it feels like to me is this is another huge chapter in this kind of Morgan legacy, this Morgan story that's been unfolding over the last 18 months because if, and it's a short statement from Neil Jews, but he did say the players representatives were contacted and they were, the bid was presented to them. I presume Thus, Morgan was obviously aware of it at that point. So, yeah, I'm guessing, I'm kind of, it's a bit of guesswork here, that he's essentially kind of turned it down to some point, you know? If he wanted to go, I'm sure he could have angled for it or done something, you know? But the fact, um, maybe I want to believe this, <laughs> so forgive me, the fact that Morgan Whitaker has turned down Lazio to stay at Plymouth Argyle, it's incredible. Yeah, he's, like you said before, a very unique young man. You know, most most players' heads would have been turned, and he, you know... Um, well, he so, sorry, have... Mark, some people are turned by the bright lights of Stoke-on-Trent. This is Rome we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. You know, we're talking you know about... I mean? 
that's why we should appreciate every game that he t- pulls on the green shirt and appreciate yeah. what we have and enjoy it as long as it lasts, you know, because he's a very special, unique, young, brilliant, talented footballer. And uh, mm-hmm. we're very lucky to have him. And uh, long may it continue. Amen. Absolutely. Right. Great place to uh, park the Morgan Whitaker chat. Uh, Richard. You've released another Argyle article or update on The Athletic recently, just this evening, in fact, about Lino Souza. Can you tell us a bit about him and what's going on there? Yeah, so um, Lino Souza, um, a young Arsenal fullback, 19, um, on the verge of joining Aston Villa, um, likely to be a four-year deal, I believe. But he will, well, Argyle in discussions, at uh, taking him on loan for the rest of the season. So, um, you know, talented young player. It would be his first um, kind of stint in, you know, top-level football, um, senior football. So it will be a step up for him. But he's another one of the Arsenal Academy stable. Um, they have a, a, a really good crop of players around that age, you know, 16 to 19, 16 to 20 age group, who are doing very well. Um, you know, in FA Youth Cup and in, in, in the under-21 league as well. So, listen, it, it, it'd be, obviously be raw in terms of his his experience and, of course, he would make mistakes should the, should the deal go through, of course. But um, very talented fullback and he would bring a lot to the side if, if the deal was able to be completed. Mark, it's interesting, isn't it, that he would come in, I think, I think I'm right in saying a left-back, which would strengthen that area which is a area of concern that we've mentioned on the pod often over the last few months and weeks isn't it yeah you know Mikel Miller has been playing okay but it's it's a bit of a worry if you're relying on him um so we need we need more numbers and we you know it sounds like this this uh Lino Sosa's got a real good strong pedigree and uh yeah let's you know Villa do owe us a favor <laughs> Not let's, half, yeah. let's put it that way. So yeah, we look forward to you know seeing that deal confirmed um, later on tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, let's hope it's a done deal. And Richard is another one. Although I don't believe from the brief research I've done, I don't believe their paths crossed uh, Foster and Souza. But he's another. He's been in England setup, hasn't he? Yes, he has. And you know, even if Foster hasn't coached him um, individually, of course, he'll be aware of his talent. Um, and aware of what he can do, and as you say, it is another talented young young player added to the side. And I think in the case of Plymouth, very very lucky to have him and and Dusnip there. You know, both of that extensive knowledge of the you know the young mm. players coming through in the country. Um, and you know, I'm not saying cherry picking the best ones, but the acquisitions that the club have made so far uh, are very very good. So, of course, young, inexperienced, but they'll be hungry. And they're full of quality, and as I said, they all have a lot to bring to the side. They won't just be there to to make up the numbers, as we've seen already. Um, and and yeah, it's, it's, it's all very positive. Positive. No, like you like you say, it does feel like we're cherry picking a bit, doesn't it? With Phillips from Spurs, he he's a captain of England at I forgot what youth level actually, but he's he's a captain. Yeah, under nineteen. Under yeah, There you go. That's why we got you on, Rich. Um, yeah. It's, it's impressive, isn't it? It's impressive that we're getting what seems like kind of creme de la creme of this these age brackets. Yeah, absolutely, and I think I think it's good as well from Plymouth long term that clubs are seeing our goal now as a viable place to send their young players. They can mm. trust them that they can get the development that they need, whether they stay or they get sent back to their parent clubs. You know, in the case of Phillips, as to you know get sold on to make profit for the club is fine, but Clubs are trusting our goal now with their young players and, and not just any young players, but some of their top talent as well. Um, as you say, so if that pathway is there to, to get the best young players from these Premier League clubs, it's clear relation, relationship with Tottenham, clear relationship with Aston Villa, both who have very good academies, then, you know, again, only bodes well for the future. Absolutely. Mark, just to wrap it up, it look, if he did come in, Nuno Souza, it would look, or one would think, and there's been some rumours, some whispers online, that Saxon early might move on on a loan deal to make way for him. 
what would what be your thoughts on that? It's, it's had a difficult time, Saxon, hasn't it? He really impressed in those two games, or he was fit for two games. Watford, in particular, he stood out and has had this odd injury and has kept him out. But it, he, he needs some games done, doesn't he? He needs some game time, but I mean, he needs to get himself fit first. And then, yeah, I mean, um, if, you know, there's rumours we've heard of uh, Stevenage. He's not going to be playing. I mean, Stevenage are a long ball, alehouse, Steve Evans, crap football. So is he going to be learning much there? Yeah, he might be getting a few minutes in the rough and tumble of League One. But, you know, he started the season well, if he gets fit there should be a place in the squad for him. So, yeah, I wouldn't loan him to Stevenage. <laughs> Not a Steve Evans fan, then. I mean, we did sign him from Stevenage, and he seemingly did very well on his first... We signed him from months. Norwich, yeah? Yeah, uh, yes, from Norwich. True. He was on signed loan. Signed him from Norwich, but at, he was... At, yeah. at You're quite right. No. <laughs> He's now doing, um, what you call it, fist pumps. Ryan Lowe's really started something. He's joined the, that brigade. All right, I think we'll leave it there. Richard, thank you ever so much. Hopefully, Morgan stays on these shores, or rather your shores, um, for, the, for the foreseeable, at least for the next 24 hours. It looks, it looks like he will, doesn't it? It doesn't, at this late stage, it doesn't look or feel like there will be a late surge. Famous last words. But, uh, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, of course, he's happy, but you don't ever want to speak too soon. I guess the only thing is with this particular yeah. market, it has been a very quiet window and that, that may bode well, but as we all know, the final 24 hours of a transfer window, all fun and games can happen. So, um, yeah, until until you, you see it gets to 11 o'clock, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd stay in the edge of the seat. But as you say, it looks very unlikely yeah, at this stage, but as we know, yeah. anything can happen. A lot going on, a lot going on. I can't remember a transfer deadline day where we've got so many irons in the fire or so many possible incomings and outgoings. Uh, So, yeah, let's see. All right, Richard, thank you ever so much for your time. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for having me. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Rich. All right, Mark, there we have it. The two guests have been and gone. We're really grateful for their time. It was interesting insight, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It was a, a real eye-opener. Eye and, uh, yeah, a warning from Richard that we shouldn't get too carried away that we, you know, we're hoping above all hope that Morgan Whittaker will stay. There's always the chance of a real, you know, uh, an astronomical bid, you know, which a real game-changing bid. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the final hours of the transfer window. Mm. No, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there's been a few few names linked today, and well, out- outgoings as well. Let's start with the outgoings. Matt Butcher looks looks very likely that he'll be on his way to Wickham Wanderers. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, but he he'll leave on a high note if he does leave. Of course, it's not confirmed yet. But uh, that you know that brilliant pass to help set up the goal. Um, against Leeds, I will always remember his part in the in the winner at uh, Exeter. You know, on our way mm. to the championship. You know, so fond memories of uh, Matt Butcher, a really good, solid pro, a strong character in the changing room, and always someone that you could rely on to put in a good shift. So sad to see him go. Really, you know. Yeah. It's this time last year. He it was looking like a bit of a flop, really signing. It hadn't quite worked for him, but he really kicked on from January onwards and was quite crucial, really, to our promotion runners. You know, Schumacher was r- rotating, and he was always fit. He was always reliable, and had some important moments. Uh, Atkinson away as well with a bizarre goal from memory. Mm-hmm. But he he oddly became quite a, quite a crucial part of that promotion winning team, didn't he? Yeah, Mr. Reliable, you know. Mm. I think we, you know, there was there was Houghton and Adam Randall as well, you know. Uh, but he always was put in a shift and uh, gave a hundred percent, and that's mm. you know that that was always good enough for me. And I always anybody that scores a winner at Exeter is good with good enough for me, even if it came off Will Ameson. That was, mm-hmm. I'll always remember that, and that was, you know, that's why I voted for him as as Player of the Year. Because the, the the voting in, in one of the polls at the time was going out, and I changed my vote to Matt Butcher as a result. 
he was my player of the year as a result of that goal <laughs> at the tip in Exeter. <laughs> it's it's a tip in Exeter. It's interesting. Bringing it back to the transfer, I feel like look, if he takes it, no hard feelings whatsoever. But I feel like for us, it might not be ideal. I mean, you've set out various examples of why he's a bit of an asset for us. Look, don't get, he's no Morgan Whitaker. We spent nearly an hour on more. What Morgan brings to the team. Let's get it right. It's not Morgan Whitaker, but he's incredibly professional. He's reliable, and his contract is expiring in the summer. And I just wonder: do we? Is it better to lose him on a free? Because I can't imagine the the fee we would receive now would be huge. Is it better to have him for the next six months and have that those off the field benefits and reap the rules of them, and then then let him go in the summer? Or is that having your cake and eating it? Yeah, I mean, but he will, he will probably. Want more minutes, he'd get more game time at Wickham in League One, be one of the you know, main players in midfield. Depends what's been sold to him at Wickham, what's what they're telling him, you know. So mm. um yeah, I mean he's he's hardly got a got a look in really this season. No. Um, so you can understand him wanting to you know Absolutely. get more minutes. Um same would have applied though for me for more Macaulay Gillespie. You know, what we saw with him at Cardiff, you know, he put in a really good performance. And then all of a sudden he's he's off to um, Charlton. So, yeah. And yeah. it's funny with Matt Butcher, like I, 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 the way we talk about it is like the season pro, he's only 26. So it's important for him, I guess, to get a good deal, to get a good contract at this kind of age. You don't want to be kind of fizzling out, do you? He's still got a while to go in his career. Yeah, so... It's not confirmed yet. We're just uh, speculating. So, you know, let's, yeah. let's see what happens in the final hours of the transfer window. Maybe a chance for Caleb Roberts if, you know, Butcher's gone. That's a space empty. Yeah. I mean, he had a tough introduction at Leeds, but I mean, you know, he can, things are looking up for him. You know, it's, Ian Foster's proved that he's not, he's not scared of uh, throwing in these youngsters especially in the FA Cup. Um, be interested in who, see who they play next Tuesday. You know, they're going to have those three, three players not available for sure. Gabby and who's the, who's the other one? Anyway, so we're going to have to change it up again. Mm. So Wait, m- Moving on to a potential incoming. Now, this one's pure kind of Twitter speculation. It's come from the Reading end as well. as a Reading right winger, striker. Uh, possibly in the Mustafa Bundu mould. Uh, Femi Aziz. No, not Azaz Aziz. It looks like well, I was reading to me. Uh, an interesting one, because we do look a bit light up front, don't we, Mark? And that's, I think we were thinking that's where we would be strengthening, not a left-back. Well, Reading are, uh, you know, in and out of administration. Their, their players are just, you know, any of them that are any good, they're just, you know, they're, they're always going to be sort of in the rumour mill, so, you mm-hmm. know, and, it's, and, you know, we were in that position, um, you know, when we were on the brink of administration and in and out of that. So, you know, and those, at those times, the, all our major assets were stripped at mm-hmm. crap prices, if Absolutely. at all. So, you know, I mean, if, if Aziz has got any links with under 19 at England, I don't know. Um, if there's a, a link with Ian Foster, you know, you could, you, yeah. I mean, he will know more about that player than, than, than all of us for sure. Then it might make sense. Yeah. Mm. Or to wrap things up, how, how do you feel Argyle have done in this transfer window? There's been a lot going on. I don't remember transfer window like it. Of course, Ian Foster came in a few days into it. We've seen a lot going out, a lot coming in. It's been, uh, you know, start started off in the worst possible fashion with Finn leaving, being recalled. Albeit that seems like a distant memory now. Yeah. So to summarise, Mark, what what are your feelings on how Argyle have, have navigated the last couple of weeks? Well, it will be a ninety nine percent success if we can hold on to Morgan Whitaker. Yeah. If he if he leaves at the death. It'll be a, just a, a massive, uh, I, I can't even say damp squib. It'll be worse than a damp squib. It'll just be mm. a massive, massive blow. Um, 
but it as it stands at the moment he's not leaving he's not for sale it's going to take an astronomical bid so i would look back on the transfer window um positively we were not in a position to do anything about finazaz at at this stage kundal mm. buggered off back to see his his mates at stoke um yeah match butcher might leave it's you know these loanings that low knees that we've got in. I mean, Fletcher looks highly impressive. Yeah. Mm. Um, for sure, had a quality debut. Uh, the Leeds midfielder, Giabi, looks decent. Decent. Mm. And uh, so th- these are all positive signings that Ian Foster's made. You know, F- Sorry, you mean Phillips you're referring to, right? Phil- Phillips, the defender, yeah. Did yeah, I say Fletcher? Yeah. Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day, Mark. Yeah, there has been a long day. Phillips. We're not, yeah, actually, Phillips. Deadline day's not deadline day's not even here. Maybe we will sign a, a Fletcher in the next uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, let's see. All right, I think that's a good place to uh, wrap things up. Mark, thank you ever so much for your time. It's been a while since you've been on. It's great to see you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Archie. All the best to you. All right, and thank you for listening. And let's have everything crossed that Morgan is with us come Saturday. 